The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. Hello, welcome to the Villa View. It's time for a special show in association with Luke Roper. If you want to get 20% off all their goods or most of their goods, and there's a pretty good sale going on at the moment as well, which you can add on to the discount that's already there, use the code TVV20 and you'll get an extra 20% off or 20% off full price stuff. Sad day for Aston Villa Football Club today as Dean Smith has left the club. He's been sacked ultimately, but I think he goes with his head held high. And Neil has joined me to have a chat about this. Neil, welcome. It's a sad day, isn't it? I don't think many managers leave and most people feel really, really sad about it when you're in a precarious position. But I think even those that probably want Dean Smith out, there's probably an awful lot of respect there for, for what he's done. And ultimately, it is sad because everyone wanted Dean Smith to take Villa to Europe. It, it was the dream, wasn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. And I think you just have hit on a really good point straight out of the straight out of the blocks. You have to hit on a really good point there that, you know, you, social media is it can be a cruel place as well. But, you know, it's never a place of finality. And what I mean by that is that, you know, over the last four or five, six weeks or whatever, you would see people that would show their frustration with Dean Spitt and they would show their frustration with maybe tactical decisions. And maybe they might go overboard. And that's fine, too, because we all love Aston Villa. We all, everybody has their own outlet of getting out their emotions. But I think the overwhelming piece today was that everybody seems to know and understand that, that, a good man has left Aston Villa today. A really good bloke has left Aston Villa today. And a good manager too. Hmm. But, and as I say, that's not going to, you know, that's that that's that, that would be of some comfort to him, but I'm sure he feels that he could have turned things around for Aston Villa. And I, for one, I think I'm, I think I potentially am I'm, I'm one of the only people in the world that has a t-shirt with Smith in on the back of it that never saw the light of day because I was going to, um, I was going to put him up. Uh, for sale at one stage, but uh, I was very much in the Dean Smith in camp, and uh, yeah, I'm a I'm I'm in a somber mood today, Dan, because uh, you know, as I say, uh, he's he's a he's he was a, he was a net positive, I think, for the club. 
I think it was a net positive for the club, and uh, I think that he would have done anything to to get the club back on on, on a stable footing, and and he did do that yeah. when he was brought in um, three years ago. You know, so so he he leaves my blessing, and I still I hope in years to come, you know, that at some stage I actually get to stand beside him, shake his hand, have a few words from him, because I I, I cherish everything he's done for us over the last three years. It's not often that a manager leaves a club actually in a better place than where he found them. And, you know, Dean Smith found Villa pretty desperate in the championship. There was there was the makings of a good side there, but Steve Bruce, for the life of him, wasn't going to be able to figure that out that season. But, you know, Dean Smith got Villa up ahead of time. He kept us up. He consolidated us. This season, bit of a mess, but I don't think that's all down to him. And I, I think there's a lot of things that are out of the club's control that have happened this season that have, have led to it being a little bit of a mess. But... But Dean Smith left Villa in a way better place than in which he found them, which is rare in football. It absolutely is. And, like, there will be people, and I'm sure there will be people who will probably comment on this and comment on that specific um, comment that you made uh, and say, well, we're whatever, wherever we are in the league and we've got however many points, you know, it was never going to work. But I think the whole overall structure of the club um, – we did a podcast not so long ago about Dean Smith's three years in, in, in the club itself. And from a footballing point of view, he's the only standover. He's the only mainstay that's been in this club. So, you know, yes, he brought us back to the Premier League, which is fantastic. And, and, and ultimately, we will be forever in his debt for that. But what he's done is he's built the structure of the underage, uh, of the underage um, uh, academy coming up, playing the same styles in the same in the same way. That was kind of the ethos that was built. A lot of people might say that that's just maybe a coincidence or whatever. But Dean Smith, D- Dean Smith's the only guy who's been here through it all, you know. So he has to have had some say in it the whole way up. And and why did he never get the plaudits and the credit for that? And I'm probably kind of talking in in generalities about that whole statement. But he he oversaw or, or he sta- he stayed when people like. Um, Tarsh left. He stayed when, um, you know, when when some of his backroom team left and stuff. And he was the hold on. He was the footballing hold on guy. So I think I think when dust settles, we probably look back on a lot more of this Dean Smith than just getting us promoted again. I think the structures there came from a lot of the stuff he was involved in, and I think that they came because he was an open minded guy and he was open to the fact of playing under a director of football and allowing other structures to be built around him which to be honest with you as a t- as a manager makes you pretty vulnerable but he backed himself and he was confident and you know I still think that if you were to ask him tomorrow that give him he, he genuinely believes that he could have gotten Aston Villa out of the out, out of the rut that they're in at the moment. Ultimately we'll never know the answer to that question will we but you know he's got Villa out of holes no. before Villa have been in some dire situations under him looking like we weren't going to make it up in the first season in the championship and then we go and win 10 in a row looking dead and buried in the Premier League even with three or four games left he keeps us up so you know Dean Smith's been in some holes at Villa before and, and got us out of it I'll be careful how I word this next point that I'm going to try and make I'm, I'm bound to get it wrong this, this hour on a Sunday. I know results are the most important thing at a football club. I completely get that. And what I'm about to say, I'm probably going to get panned for. But, you know, I think it's important having good people at a football club. And there's plenty of good people at Aston Villa Football Club now. Dean Smith was a genuinely good person who did a lot of good all around the club. So it's, I'm sad about that, that he's gone. The, the fact he's got an affinity with Villa is a, a bit of a bonus for me because I wanted him to get the job anyway based on what he was doing in the championship with Brentford. But you know what I'm saying? That yes, results have been bad recently. Yes, 2021 hasn't been great. But to me, 
having Dean Smith in charge of my football club, I really liked that. That that was something that, that was special to me and probably special to to a lot of fans as well as well. And as I say, I get that results haven't been good, and ultimately that's going to be what what's cost him. It's probably not the five in a row that's cost him. It's probably twenty twenty one in in general. Yeah. But having a man like Dean Smith as the head coach at my football club, that that was massive. And he's given us plenty of good memories, a great person, and he deserves nothing but respect. Agreed. No question there at all, just a statement. Yeah, but but I agree with your statement. And I agree with what you said about him being a terribly nice guy. And, you know, I I said in our own podcast earlier on today, um, I can't remember the exact phraseology I used for it, but I, I, I felt that, you know, for being a Villa fan for so long and being in the championship and almost, you know... Villa were, Villa were at the, we were like, obviously all of us live it and breed it, but in the greater scheme of international, uh, of football, of, of the greater game of football, we were very much at risk of being forgotten about, like the, like the um, Nottingham Forests and Blackburns and, and, and teams like that that would have had modicum of success and gone down. You know, we, we were very much at, at the risk of being forgotten. And, and I think when Dean Smith even came in that 10 game run, it gave us all an identity again. It gave us all an opportunity to puff out our chest and, and maybe probably more so for us guys that don't live in Birmingham. You know, it gave us an opportunity to puff out our chests again and go, that's Aston Villa. We're on the up again. And you know what? There will be days when we're going to be playing against the Liverpools and the Arsenals and we're going to beat them. And then last year came and we did that. We were able to puff out our chest. And, and you know, but it's a lot easier when you've got the, when you've, when, when you've got the nice guy that's doing it. And you ask any Leeds fan, Every single Leeds fan is going to say, uh, you talk about Bielsa, they say Bielsa, stand-up guy, does really great things outside in the, you know, for people and, and has, a t- has time for everybody. And he wins a couple of football, football games as well. You know, so it does mean an awful lot to a club who's trying to get back on its feet to have those um, charismatic, those, um, you know, those genuine people. And, and that's what I would say probably more so than nice. I think he was just a genuine guy. And, uh, and 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 that's important. I think it's important. It was important for Aston Villa. It gave us a kind of a, a a galvanizing field. Having Jack Grealish as our captain, having Dean Smith as our as 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 our head coach, um, during those turbulent times in the championship, because it made it a kind of a more colloquial feel, and it gave us a kind of almost like we were like a big one big family fighting against somebody else. And uh, and that's 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 I think that's why I've got such an affinity to Dean Smith, and that's why a lot of people have because he gave us that kind of family and that colloquial you to feel again no matter where you were in the world you felt like you were part of something that was going to be special and and, and fair play to him for that because that's not an easy thing to do and when you've got someone like that they bring they bring in good people around them as well that was one of the policies that Dean and his coaching staff had that only bring in players staff that are, that are good people that are going to buy into what they're trying to do and, and things like that are, are really really poor and I'm going to be a little bit self-indulgent here because everyone will have their memories of Dean Smith and as I say we've got some unbelievable memories the the 10 game running the championship the 7-2 against Liverpool I only wish fans had been in to say that because that would have been one of the most special nights in, in Villa fans history it would have been unbelievable if the fans had been there but you know, Dolan and myself we were, we were at one of the games and Neil Cutler said, "Come down to the come down to the the manager's office after the game and come and have come and have a drink with us." And we came down after the Brian game. We won two one in the last minute, and we drank with Dean. Had a couple of couple of beers with him, and he after they'd win, they'd, he'd have his family there, his friends there. Everyone would congregate in his office. The staff were there as well. Honestly, he gave me and Dolan so much time, 
such a nice guy. Mm. You know, you, that's the only time I've ever met him, only time I've ever spoke to him. He's such a good guy, so honest with us, talking to asking us questions about what we thought, about what was happening at Villa, telling us what he was trying to do. That was where he told me the story about only bringing good people. And then he's just a, a special, special manager. And to have someone there who get, gets the club, that is rare. And, you know, we might not have that again for, for a number, number of years. You know, the next manager who comes in might not be a Villa man. They might, I mean, they might end up doing really well. As I say, it's not a prerequisite of getting a Villa job. But I just look back on having him as the manager for as long as we did. And it just being something special because he was one of us. And he did completely get us. He gets Aston Villa. He, he loves Aston Villa. And he's someone that should always be welcomed back. Because Villa aren't in the Premier League without Dean Smith, really, are they? No, and and like I know we're we're very much so eulogizing Dean Smith here, and I'm not going to apologize for it at all. No, this is what I wanted my, to do. My colors, yeah, my colors have been there into the mask forever about like about you know the fact that I just really liked him. I would like him to still be in charge of the club, and I'm not going to just change my opinion because he's because he's now no longer part of the club. Yes, I'm going to be realistic and I'm going to look at and say right who's going to be out there and 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 and, and see who's going to come in. But you, you mentioned there that. That, that he gets us and, and 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 I don't think there's anything there's the story about him when he was leading Villa under charge to promotion and he went to went to visit his father who um obviously was was uh, suffering from dementia slash Alzheimer's I can't remember which one it was at the moment but um he wasn't very uh, very cognizant of what Dean was telling him and the story about Dean, you know, talking, going to him, talking to him, telling him about how he, how he's manager of Aston Villa and going to bring Villa back into the Premier League, and you know those kind of little those those sentimental stories, they are they're just fantastic, you know, and we'll we'll never have that again. The way football is going, and the fact that it's a global sport, and I, I would imagine that the tentacles are going to go left, right, and center now, looking for looking for a manager. But um, I'm just glad that we've lived through that and seen a guy who sat on the sat, who stood on the whole thing, stood in the terraces, and whose dad wore a steward's jacket. And uh, like you talk about, people talk about Ole as the fabric of of Man United. No, he doesn't. Probably he doesn't really know the fabric of it. Dean Smith knows it. Is his father used to rock up on the days and wear a steward's jacket? You know what more do you want? And uh, fair play to him for that. You know he got to live out the dream that all of us wanted to live out. And I just wish he could have lived it out for a small bit longer with a bit more success. I think it would have been the absolute fairy tale story. Yeah, the sad the sad thing is for me is that you know six weeks ago I don't know that's a that's a rough estimate. You know we're yeah. we're winning at Old Trafford. Everything feels great, and you're thinking. This is brilliant. You know, Dean Smith, the, the fans are chanting his name at the end of the game. And it's just unraveled so fast. I didn't, I, I did not see this, the, these five games coming. Did not see it at all. You know, ultimately, I can understand. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I understand why the club have done what they've done. I'm, I'm very sad about it because, as I said, I've got a lot of time for Dean Smith and a huge amount of respect for him. But I do get it. But it, it, it is sad how, how it has unraveled so so fast and, and from nowhere. I did when we won at Old Trafford, I didn't envisage six weeks later I'd be sat here talking about Dean Smith losing his job and that, that is really, really sad. Mm. He's done something that no one has done in what, twenty three years? Whatever it was, can't remember what it was. Uh however long it was, beating Manchester United and then you know, life comes at you hard comes at your hand and comes at you fast you know never more has uh, has probably the 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 phrase that that the football is results business probably more true in this instance and and you know you have to say that perslow and the and the owners they've been ruthless today 
Yeah. You know, they've been ruthless today. And and, and some some of look and, and, and I'm gonna say it as well, you know, some of the reporting on on, on how Aston Villa have, you know, some of the I'm not going to say the reporting, but I suppose some of the feeling on Aston Villa over the last six weeks has been ruthless too. And I think that's probably because, because fans have seen where we are and we don't want to be back in 2019 again. Um, but there was very much a kind of a thought process that it can it can't be fixed. You know, it just can't be fixed. And, and, and I think I, I'm not sh- I'm not sure I was ever there with, with the Dean Smith couldn't fix this. And, and I suppose that's just my own mentality on it. And everyone's okay to, uh, to have their own opinion, but uh, the owners have 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 seen fit to, to 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 get rid of them but I, i'm going to say that the, the clock is on them now you know they have to make an appointment that needs to satisfy all the fans they'll, ne- they'll never do that the they'll never do that bring pep in and but, he wouldn't satisfy but, all the fans but and that's and that's the thing you know that's the thing like you know are we going to upgrade is the question now. and i know we don't want to talk about or we don't want to devote an awful lot of time because it's 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 not respectful of dean smith to do that uh, and this should be all about dean smith but but you know the the unquestionable board now are going to have a question mark over them if they don't get the right guy in, and yeah. um, you know it's it's going to be an interesting time. It's going to be an interesting time, as I say. I'll back I'll back whoever comes in. Exactly. Um, I will be skeptical of somebody if I need to be skeptical. I will back whoever comes in. At the end of the day, as I said, when people were were telling me that Dean Smith was was not a good manager, I just said I don't care who's the manager. I want it to be Dean Smith, but ultimately I want Aston Villa to win. And uh, I hope they win with Dean Smith. You know, I will never turn around and say Aston Villa need to lose. So no matter who's the manager, I want Aston Villa to win. I think that you know? point that just popped up at the bottom of the screen from David Wood, I think that's a valid point. I think the players have got to take some responsibility. I, th- I, think so. I mean, Matt Target, to be fair to him after the game, he absolutely did that. He's, he's speaking for the whole squad there, you know. I didn't get the impression that they weren't playing for Dean Smith. But the players, Matt Target used the phrase, they've got to look at themselves in the mirror. I think he's exactly right. Because you can go on about the manager's the one who carries the cannon and all that jazz as much as you want. But, you know, the players haven't done the basic things right in the last five games. Some of the stuff I've seen on the pitch has been frightening, like the basics of football that they've not been able to do. So I think a lot of players will, will feel bad today because the other thing about Dean Smith is, whatever you think of him, you can't deny he has improved a lot of players under his tutelage at Aston Villa. There's a lot of players that have gone that are still there that have improved no end under Dean Smith. And again, that's one of the things I liked about him. He improves players as players and improves them as people as well that's a, that's a, that's a big yeah. thing now so there will be players that will be upset that Dean Smith's gone I didn't get the impression in that second half against Southampton that they weren't playing for him I think he just ultimately has ended up not working and the players have got to look in the mirror as well Dean Smith has got to look in the mirror because you know some of the stuff will be down to him but I feel like it's the, a collective thing at the moment for why it's gone wrong but ultimately the manager has to carry the can yeah I, I never thought I never bought into the all these last dressing room thing. There was a lot of reaches being made on social media there about you know bomb squads and and this this kind of stuff. And you know that's that's I suppose that's really what what fills the void when the narrative isn't clear uh, about about uh, about the manager or about the club in general. I suppose look if I was going to say if I had one one criticism, it's the tiniest criticism you'll ever find of the club, and, and I'm not like as I say this isn't this isn't anything more than I would just like if they came out with a statement every so often and said we completely and utterly back the manager. But then again, you know that's fueling fires if there is no fire to be there. But I suppose like the narrative was lost very 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 quickly within fan base, and that's okay too. I'm not criticizing anybody here. Jesus, don't get me wrong or anything like that but um when 
you mentioned that Dean Smith uh, brought a lot of players on, I, I, like there, there was a narrative out there that the dressing room was lost. Um, and and I just I just don't have any evidence to believe that I would would buy into that. Um, but if there is any out there, please feel free to DM it on to me. Anybody who's listening to listening to this or watching this, but I, and, and don't send me the sense on things because I don't think one like one story is not data, you know. So um, if there is any other evidence of that, and and I think that goes towards Dean Smith, you know that he did improve an awful lot of players. A lot of people got their first international caps under him. You know that may not have got them previously. Like you think of Tyrone Mings, I think got his first international cap under him. Jack Grealish got his first international cap under him. Watkins, if I'm not mistaken as well. Watkins, Louise Martinez, yeah, yeah, Martinez, Louise, exactly, exactly. Matty Cash would have gone out, like got yeah. called up to the Poland squad under him. Um, you no, know, target you know, wasn't too so far away last season to an England call up. I know that he was very, very close. So that could have, that could have been another. I know he's not been at it as well this season. You know, last season target was absolutely superb. The defense was absolutely superb. I guess mm-hmm. there's a few things I think that have led to this. There's question marks over you know the the change in the turnover in the coaching staff. I guess we'll never know the reasons for that, but you know that is a little bit of a red flag. I would say we had three different formations right. in the last three games. That. That, to me, does show panic stations a little bit. I've always thought when a manager does things like that and he's switching his formation and changing his team, he doesn't really know his best eleven. although I do think he hasn't had the chance to play his best eleven this season, so that kind of eliminates that a little bit. That Mings decision a few weeks ago still doesn't sit well with me. People will say, oh, it's just because you love Tyro Mings. But I think dropping your captain for that one game, I don't think it made the statement that Dean Smith perhaps thought it did. I think that did more bad than good, I would say. They're just things on off the top yeah, of my head. They're they've all happened, as you said, in the last three weeks. You know, they've all happened in the last three weeks. And 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 you know, people also point to the fact that he brought on three strikers against uh against Southampton. But that's just a, that that's that's a guy chasing the game. You know, that's a guy chasing the game looking to get a draw to stem the stem the, the bleeding. You know, if he if he makes I don't know if he takes off Ashley, if he takes off Matty Target and brings on Ashley Young, he's going to get just as badly panned. I think, you know, I think he was in, uh, he, he was in no win situation at that stage. You know, you can't just magic up a, a, a new striker when you only have one fit striker in the fact in the form of Keenan Davis to bring in off the bench, you, you, you know, so he did what he felt he needed to do. And yeah, things didn't go right for Keenan when he brought him on. And as you mentioned there, like that, the, um, the dropping of Mings then the week before, the difference in the formations, maybe bowing to pressure and not stand, sticking these guns with the treat back um, were things to think of as well. But, you know, if like I, I would prefer my manager to be open to change than to be stubborn um, in, in, in situations like that, specifically if there was something on the line. But as you say, it's um, you need to get it right. If you do change something, it has to be a spectacular success because if it's not, you know, it only it only furthers the fuels the flames of uh, underneath your hot seat. So, um, you know, yeah, you're you're right. You're right in kind of calling them a red flag as such. Um, uh, but you know, it, it, it kind of a part of me crazily thinks that I was I was happy that he tried something different and didn't just succumb to to going through the motions like maybe somebody some other managers would do. In the modern day, if it managers are damned if they do and they're damned if they don't, you know, they stick to the same yeah. formation. They'll be told yeah. they're rigid, like you say, and they they they, 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 they won't change when they need to. If they change, they don't know what they're doing. It's so it's such a hard job being a manager of any team nowadays, especially with social media as well. There's so much so much to it. You can't. I actually think you can't win unless you're getting the results on the pitch. 
You know, when we played three at the back and we won two in a row, we had a good performance at Chelsea, then we won the next two games. Changing three at the back was an absolute masterstroke. Everyone was reveling in it. Everyone was raving about it. They're saying, oh, how are we? This formation looks good. How are we going to get Bailey and Buendir in the team? This, You know, we've gone away and won at Old Trafford. This three at the back's brilliant. Two, three weeks later, everyone hates three at the back. Never wants to see anyone play it. Never wants to see us play it again. You know, it's so hard. And then, like I say, if you change, I'm now saying, oh, he's changed his formation two, three times. That, that's not right either. You can't win unless you're getting the results. And ultimately, I suppose, in 2021, he hasn't got the results. The, the results haven't been good enough. And I think that's why there's been the change. From what I understand, you know, the board were worried about either standing still or not progressing at the moment. They could say that they were progressing season upon season. It sounds like they were worried that they weren't going to be able to say that at the end of this season, so they've opted to make a change. So I guess, you know, they'll live and die by that decision now. They got the appointment of Dean Smith right, I would say. They're now going to have to get the next oh, appointment right. State. They're going to have to get the next one right, aren't they? Yeah, 100%. Just going back to the three five two piece as well, it's going to be really interesting who we bring in, because if we go continental... It's a very popular formation on the continent. Loads of managers play. Loads of managers want to play that for. It's a great formation when it works. A great formation. Loads of managers in the south of England even play it. Never mind. (laughs) I don't know what it is, but look, I'm not saying like, but plan B was, uh, I think the 352 was always plan B based on what he, like, he's not a fool. He knows who he signed in in the summer. He knows he signed wingers. And like people are like, we signed a lot of wingers. We go in and play 352. They were injured. You know, that's the way it was. But I, I think that if 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 like it, it's really gonna depend who does come in. Um if, if somebody comes in, like as as a fan base, prepare ourselves for the potential of a three five two with the new guy that comes in, and specifically if we go for somebody off the record or off the uh, I suppose off the radar, should I say, from the continent and so on, or maybe even um you know, somebody that mightn't be directly associated with the Premier League team. But uh it it would be interesting. It would be interesting. But I'm I'm not willing to throw the baby out with Batwater with three five two. Um somebody might become may, might be able to come in and implement a better strategy within the midfield or something within it and, and see what way it goes. Um I've completely forgotten what you ended the question well, let's, on. Let's 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 look right now. now. It, I, I, you've already said it's quite disrespectful to talk about who's next, but I don't think you can do a podcast and you've just sat your manager and not no. talk about who might be next. So I've spoke to a ton of people today, absolute joke how many people I've spoke to. So I need to be careful what I because of what I can and what I can't say. So I'm probably going to mess this up doing this section. But there's obviously a plan in place. That there's a shortlist of managers. They'll be speaking to these managers probably from tomorrow, I, I would think. You know, I should say as well, for as much as I've said Dean Smith's a good person, so many good people at the football club yeah. as well. You know, they won't have done this lightly. This will have been a heavy heart with a heavy heart that Dean Smith departed Aston Villa. They won't want to have done this. So there's obviously they've they've got some names in mind. They're gonna they're gonna speak to them this week. It sounds like, and this hasn't come from the club, by the way, it sounds like Gerard is the one that they might target. Incidentally, I've got his books out here next to me that I've been using to prop up my microphone. But yeah. So Gerard seems to be the early favourite. He's definitely the favourite with the bookies. From what I've been hearing. He seems like he's going to be the number one target. Now, I've just done BBC Football Daily podcast for Five Live and really upset Gary Caldwell by suggesting that the Villa job is a much bigger job than managing Rangers. He was very upset by my discrimination of the, of the Scottish League. It took me a while to get him back on side. What I'm trying to say is, you know, he's managed Rangers. He's won the league there. Rangers are a huge football club, a great institution. I'm not, I'm not downplaying Rangers at all. 
but it's a completely different kettle of fish coming into an Aston Villa in free fall in the Premier League, you know, with fans again that will have big expectations, isn't it, Neil? But he is the kind of character that I think the fans would like. He's a great character, achieved a lot in the game. But I would just worry that, you know, for a first Premier League job or a first job in England, it's a big ask, I think. Yeah. Um, uh, I, like you, I, I'm, I'm trying. To, I, I'm just trying to find the right words to talk about Stephen Gerrard because, like Stephen Gerrard, the player, Stephen Gerrard, the icon, Stephen Gerrard, and he's he's like Stephen Gerrard had a winning mentality in a team that could never win for it. Bar, bar the Champions League and stuff like that, which uh, I say bar the Champions League, it's like as if it's nothing. But you know what I mean there. Stephen Stephen Gerrard was was a rare. Um, he, he was a rare blend of talent. Uh, like he, he was Sorry, now, I need to interrupt you because this is a wild moment where we've actually put something on the screen, a poll, and it's, it's working. I cannot believe my eyes. Is that what that is? Yeah, it's <laughs> unbelievable saying that. Sorry, it completely distracted me from what you were saying because I can't believe we've put something on the screen like that. We've tried something, and it actually looks like it's working, although since I've said it's working, it's not moved at all. So maybe it's not working anymore, <laughs> but, it, but, it, but it was working. But yeah, carry on with your Stephen Gerrard talk. But, Sorry, but like he was, he was born to be a leader. You know, Stephen Gerrard is born to be a leader. He's, um, he's got that, he's got that scouse kind of, kind of fighting him. You know, and and that's look, that, they're all massive qualities to get get into manager to to you know to bring with you towards towards kind of a managerial role. He's got an unbelievable self belief, um, and I'm talking about these intangible traits that he has as a person himself. Now, yes, he's he's gone up to Rangers and he's there since 2018. He plays a 4-2-3-1 slash 4-3-3. But he's never going to be in a situation where he's ever going to lose five and five and the bounce. And just by dint of the league that's there, he's going to come up against the insert team here. And I'm not going to say a team just in case I insult somebody like you did Gary Caldwell. And they're going to go out and batter them three or four nil. You know, that's just the makeup of the league. A lot of those, a lot of the teams up there, um, that's just the makeup of it. You know, Rangers are so far and ahead of, of, of those teams as are Celtic, as maybe are Aberdeen to some of them on any given year. Um, so he's never going to be under massive pressure. And people say, well, no, he will be under pressure because if he loses to Celtic, he's probably going to lose his job. And that's that, that, that's that's a certain amount of pressure as well. But for Gerard to come down to, to, to Aston Villa, one of the things that kind of the kind of gets me is that, you know, does he bring a circus with him? And what I mean by that is, is he only ever a good run of form away from everybody wanting him out of the, not not fans, everybody else wanting him out of the club and to take over from Jurgen Cop? Like, do I want that circus? And look, I know there's going to be people messaging in and saying, well, if he does, he means he would have done a good job for Aston Villa. And that's what I was going to say. Keep, keep managers for three years. And, and that's, that is an absolutely fair point. But I'm an old romantic and I want to build a dynasty with somebody. I want to have somebody here for more than three years. Call me, call me foolish, but I want to have somebody here for more than three years. And I want to build, like have somebody here, five, six, seven, eight, nine years. I wanted Dean Smith to be that man. I wanted Dean Smith. I remember when we, yeah, when we hired him, I said I wanted him to be given four. When, actually, it was when we got promoted, I said, I want Dean Smith here for the next five years. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And I actually thought there was a chance of it happening. And, and and I don't think you have that with Steven Gerrard because I think either he does a bad job, he gets sacked, or he does a good job, and he goes to Liverpool. And when's and, Klopp's plan plan know, to leave? Do you think? I don't. I don't know. Has he got another few? Oh, we've got rid of the poll now. I'm praising it's not working, so it's gone. Been binned off the screen. He's 
he's yeah Cla- Klopp's a stranger and Klopp will be back. by next year you know he's he, he's uh, you know what happens maybe in three years time maybe after the World Cup when, when maybe Germany pan their manager again after the World Cup and uh, and the German manager's job comes up and Klopp decides he wants an easier life or something like that maybe mm-hmm. It's, it's it's a difficult one to know. And look, I know I'm talking in massive generalities about Stephen Gerrard here, and we're kind of getting so far ahead of it. And there's it's 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 almost me being afraid to appoint him because of that, which sounds a bit silly. But I don't think he's my number one choice as well, which I think is fair. Is is like for me personally, he's not my number one choice. So I would say the with one all that built into that. For me, he's he, he would be he would be an odd choice. I think for me to take, I think he'd be gamble. Oh, that's what I think. I mean, to an extent, all managerial appointments are a gamble. This was one of the reasons I was so pro Smith is that I don't see an obvious appointment out there that's a guaranteed win, a guaranteed step up. Do you know what I mean? And look at that, that list there. I mean, I think there's a few you can automatically cross off there. And there's, there's one that I think is on the list that I can't say that isn't mentioned at, at, at the bottom there. But, you know, I think Nuno can be crossed off because I think he's damaged goods after Spurs. I think had it been the summer and he's, you know, he's left Wolves with his reputation intact, there's a decent chance he might have been in contention. But I think Spurs has maybe tainted him a little bit. I think you can rule him out. I think you can rule Lampard out. Potter feels a bit, you know, flavour of the month, but also a bit pie in the sky, because I know he's on a really long contract at Brighton, so I imagine his buyout's very, very high. I'm not sure you'd get him mid-season. But he does feel just like his flavour of the month at the moment, you know. Thomas, I felt like Thomas Frank was flavour of the month a couple of months ago, maybe, and now, now isn't. Graham Potter could be like a Sean Dyche, you know, somebody who gets gets a tune out of our team. Yeah, Sean Dyche, you know, is a very good manager. And I watched Burnley play at Chelsea yesterday. I actually played some nice stuff, but he's not. Yeah. I don't think he'll leave Burnley. Fonseca must have the best agent in the world because, he, you know, he's linked everywhere. I'm not even going to say his name, Rock Humeland, the Denmark manager, Humeland, Humeland. I don't know how you say it. Hopefully you're going to help me out. You're not going to help me out. The Denmark, the Denmark manager, that's a lazy link for me because he just fits in with Langer. Yeah. You know, Langer will have a big say. Ultimately, it's his decision, Langer. He's the one who will make the choice. That is his job. I mean, I think people think Perslow makes the decision. Langer makes the decision. This is literally his job, appointing the manager. Terry, I don't see. At hope. I don't I don't see I don't see Terry coming back to manage at all at all. No, he won't. He, Not us, sir. John John Terry won't. I, I don't think that will happen at all. So on that list there, there's two maybe that I think would be on the short list: Gerard and Potter. But then you know after that, you know, who who would you want? Who would you who would be your choice? Because I honestly don't know who my choice would be. Because I think. There's no, there's no dead sir out there, or there's not even a, you know, one I'm sixty, seventy percent sure of. No, it's 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 absolutely madness. Like I, I, I'm gonna throw out some wild names here just for here we go. This is gonna be people I've never heard of. No, absolutely, no, 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 no. What, what of what of them you've definitely heard of? You have definitely heard of. Okay, go on. Who says we can't? We, Arsene Wenger. Arsene Wenger, geez, now. No, he's too he's go. too busy trying to organise World Cup every five minutes. He ain't got time to come and manage a football club. <laughs> uh, I, ju- I just said I'd pick him because I was having a laugh with my Arsenal mates. Uh, he messaged me uh, today with a picture of Neil Warnock and said, "Coincidence? I think not." And I messaged him back and goes, no. "I don't want him. I want, yeah. I want I want a good ma- manager back. I want Wenger like that." <laughs> I knew I could close to the bone, but 
you know, like there, there's there's a dearth of of, of managers out there that are uh, that I would say um, the sure things. You know, as you say, AVB could be someone that comes in. I'm just I, looking I at the a, odds now. AVBs. I mean, the odds don't, the odds literally mean nothing, by the way. But I'm just having a look. I've lost him. He's not. Even, he's not even there. There is actually someone's after messaging under there about AVB. AVB had the highest uh, points total for uh, Spurs at 72 points prior to Potch coming in. Um, he had a better win record under Spurs uh, than Potch did when Potch left. Now, granted, the Potch played more games. Um, but things like that, you know, they're like he, he wasn't a failure at Spurs. It's just they, they bit the bullet. They got rid of him and got in Potch because they saw. A potentially a better manager. But a guy that actually got in Tim Sherwood. That was that was what they did, didn't they? They actually got in yeah, Tim, Tim Sherwood. Tim followed him. Jesus, yeah. They did. yeah. How yeah. Houston, how how I'm terrible to know maybe names like House and Hootle, Southampton, who just obviously beat us. I do think there's a good manager a there and I suit. and I do think he's got he was terrible dress sense. It's rich coming from <laughs> no, really great, really great. rich coming from a, a terrible dress sense. Great three pieces. He needs to go and see Chris Dolan. But you know, <laughs> yes. a lot, he has yeah, a he yeah. has an ethos. He has a, a set way of playing. I would say. Mm-hmm. He also has a couple of good central midfield players, which is probably helpful. Yeah, yeah. It came up through the through the Leipzig uh, and yeah, I do like that route. I, I like that route. System, I think. Yeah, the like he came up under Ralph Ragnick as well. Who, Ralph Ragnick, there's a guy that you you, you could put in there. Uh, it's Steve oh, Bruce. He's thirty three to one. That's what we're working with. Yeah, like there's, there's, I, there, there is a manager out there that can make us a contender. It's just about about finding him. And there's my cop out statement of the year that I've just made right there. Uh, but like there are managers out there. There's no way like we're going to like I, I've I've seen I've seen a couple of people comment on Twitter. Ruben Amarim, fantastic manager with uh, with Sporting, like just plays an absolutely unbelievably fun brand of football. Uh, he's only about 34 or 5 or 6. I can't remember. He's a really young guy, but uh, he's basically just really transformed Sporting. Up. But like, there's a gamble in itself. We can't Massive be hiring managers younger than me. That's a, that is a joke. We can't be doing that. <laughs> oh, I can't have that. I can just about cope with players now. Not managers now. No, thank you. <laughs> We can't be having like, that. Like, there's, there's a lot of flavors at the moment. There, there's a, it's, um, there's, there's a lot of flavors at the moment there. But I, I think what, what, what the club would do well to do is not look at win percentage and things like that, but look at philosophy and see does it fit in with the, like, with the types of players that that's, we have. That's where I think um, House and Hurl was quite moment. interesting. But you're good at bringing players through as well, and we've obviously got a thriving academy at the moment. It's difficult to get managers out yeah. mid-season. And all the managers we're talking about are tied up. But we'll spend money. I think I think that won't throw it in the villa board. I think they'll be prepared to spend millions to bring a manager in. I think they'll spend millions to bring a manager in, and I think they'll give that manager millions in January as well. Yeah, they will. Um, they so I, will. I, I think the I think the board the board have themselves are most like they're like they're, they're intelligent men, they're a lot more intelligent than than me. But I think they must in their heart of hearts know that if they think they're gonna surpass last year's um, last year's performance. If they if they think by changing the manager, it's 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 a definite that they're going to surpass. They they're willing to have a down year this year to to get a guy in. I don't. What I'm trying to get at here, what I'm trying to say is, I don't think this is going to be a stopgap manager. I don't think this is somebody they're going no. to get in. They're going to get rid of again at the end of the season. So it's not going to be a caretaker manager as such because I think they have too much invested in the club to do this. But saying that, it's like. <laughs> There's no, as you said yourself, there's no safe option out there. Like Antonio Conte, like I don't know could Aston Villa have, have um, 
have enticed Antonio Kante to Aston Villa? I don't think so. Being brutally honest, I would love it. Yeah, don't get me wrong. That's what I'm saying. When you know, when if there was someone out there of that pedigree that you could categorically hand on heart, say, "Wow, if we go for him, that is a huge statement. That is a massive upgrade." I, I, I just don't know whether that person is there at the moment. They might pull someone now that you know we didn't think of, but I read my, my gut is telling me Gerard. And from what I'm hearing, that is what I'm, Gerard would be the sensible one to put your money on at the moment. Although he is the favourite, so he'd make absolutely nothing. <laughs> like, like there's. I want to say some more names. I want to say some names pop up on the bottom of the screen. Producer players of I, people I are see, recommending. I'd, I'd love to see what other people think. Like, like is it mental? Well, I, I don't even know what age someone like Fabio Capello is at the moment. No, go. No, we have to take you off. We have to, we have to take you off. Manager? We have to take you off if you're going to say I'm things just, like that. I'm just thinking outside the box here. Jesus, lads. Like genuinely, I, I'm just just like they're as uninspiring as anyone else, you know. I bet you someone yeah, suggests mine, O'Neill. I bet you someone in someone will suggest what? that. See, Ajax Ten, manager, Ten yeah, but Ajax are flying. They're doing, they're doing really well in the Champions League as well, like ripping Dortmund apart. I don't think that's realistic. He, I'd love it to be, he, but I don't if, think it is. If 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 he turned on Barcelona, he's turned it on Aston Villa. Yeah, I saw someone say Ronald Koeman again. Not he did. I did a decent job at Southampton. Hasn't done great wherever he's I been. I was suggesting since. Capello as well, by the way. Just, uh, just in case oh, I thought I you were suggesting, suggesting Capello. I thought you were. Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. I was, I, I was just making note of the fact that this, there's no good managers out there unless you're willing to hire somebody who probably needs a Zimmer. For Doesn't Prandelli you know, support Villa? The old Italy manager, Prandella. I'm sure he supports Villa. <laughs> I don't know how old he would be now. This is, I mean, this. I don't know. We're really waffling here. Yeah, but then. you know, this is what it is. I just, I mean, literally since I've asked for nine to be flowed up, I've had one. Mancini, I mean, Mancini's not going to leave Italy, I wouldn't say. Mancini would be good, though. Zidane, just don't, we're not, we're not there. We are not there. Fucking love. Again, I don't think we're there. I just don't. But do you think money talks maybe in a situation like that? Do you think money talks? Maybe the Premier League talks, maybe. I mean, Crystal Palace were going to get the old Dortmund manager, weren't they, in the summer? And that he pulled out last minute, but they're in, they're in, they're in London. Yeah, he's available. Favre, I can, again, can't say his name. I need to do some research before I come and do these things. Is it Favre? Favre? I think it's Favre, isn't it? Lucien Favre? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, Lucien. Yeah, Lucien. That's his name. Yeah, could we? Sure. <laughs> you know, he's he's an impressive guy. Again, that again, as good a manager as he is, is that the route we're going to want to go? Uh, that's yeah, Jeez, and like man, like I'm just I just brought up um, Joachim Love there as a as a manager, and really he. He he went in with Germany in 2006. He was uh, Austria Vienna's manager previously to that, and like he just basically came up through the through the German uh, internal system with the with the international team. So I don't know, I don't know. Like it's it's there's no exact science, and I suppose one one thing I I I'm, I'm, I was probably trying to trying to get it earlier on, and I got got moved off it tangentially was that you know if you're looking at managerial win stats, that's probably a bad thing to do. Because I think there's much more play at this. I think there's a philosophy. I think that there's a coaching style uh, match here that people want, and 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 I know it's going to be difficult that that, and, and I'll fall victim of it as well to say, well, he hasn't really done an awful lot in the club game previous to this, but maybe he just hasn't had the resources that he needed, or maybe that he hasn't hasn't fallen into a system that he needs or a structure that he needs as well. So so whoever we do pick, and we've just basically been talking absolute nonsense i think you're what i've been talking nonsense for a while and anyway uh just throwing out names specifically uh to be so i asked you to do that that's literally what i wanted yeah but 
But I, yeah, and, and like I, I just wanted to kind of go really off the wall with them. But I think whoever we do get in will um, will need to fit the system and will need to fit the philosophy more so than fit the fit the brand or fit the icon or fit the you know you know the celebrity status of 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 of, of a manager. I think at this stage, um, but it's an attractive it's job. Going, it's it's, a, good, a, it's a good job. It's a bit. It's a great job for someone to get. I would say. Telling me, Villa, not in a, I know we're having a bad run, but you know the club is in. Pretty healthy shape, generally. I do for free. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. it's a it's a really attractive job. It's a really attractive job, you know. Um, I do get the point that someone be. just made about you know why not have a go for someone big? At least you've tried. I do get that, but that that wouldn't have got rid of Dean Smith without knowing they had a pretty good chance of getting in someone that they wanted. That they just wouldn't have done. He would still be here. So they'll they'll know who they want. I think it's going to be Gerard, you know. He's got Gary McAllister as his number two as well, hasn't he? And he's been, he's been Villa number Just two. He's been Villa's number two before. Not that that really matters. I just he seems the way. I just feel like I feel like he's the kind of person Perslow would like at the helm as well. Don't know. Well, Perslow said in 2017 or 18 before he got the Rangers job, he he gave him an endorsement for the Rangers job. He said that he would get Rangers ticking against Steven Gerrard. And the reason I know that is I saw it on, um, yeah, he did. Uh, I saw it on, on Twitter. The, basically, like an endorsement came from Perslow in, in, in one of the, the, the newspapers. Um, so we do know that Perslow likes him. But as you said, it's going to be Johan Langer's uh, uh, appointment, I think, at the end of the day. It's, and um, yeah, it's 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 going it's going to be a whirlwind couple of days, guys. It really is. There's got to be names coming out of left field every which way, and uh, I think we just got to roll with the punches and see what comes out here. And um, but as I said before, and I'll say it again, whoever comes out, you know, we're Villa fans. We want Aston Villa to win at the end of the day. So, um, you know, we want the right decisions to be made by the board. Yeah, that sums it up quite nicely. As I say, still a lot of very good people at the football club who want the best by Aston Villa. It's a huge appointment, but you know, you got to whoever it is. Ultimately, you know, they will have my support. Like every every manager when they when they're there, they have they have my support. So, you know, whether you'll be happy or not, all I can say is get behind whoever does come in because they're they're going to need the support because we aren't in a great on a great run. But I do think the club is in a good place. So I do think it's a an attractive job for, for someone. Someone will be, be laughing about. In my head, I'm talking myself more into Ralph House now. Worked with Danny Ings before. Can play play two up front. He's managed to get that working. You know, I'm talking. I'm talking myself into that a little bit. But yeah, my gut is telling me that it'll be it'll be Stephen Gerrard. It appears that he may be the number one choice as well. I think that does us. So thanks to Neil for shooting the breeze with me. We didn't have much prep. We just came on and just chatted. Hopefully, it's been enjoyable. And yeah, once again, both. Massive fans of Dean Smith and really, really sorry to see him go. Luke Roper, thanks to them as well for sponsoring the show. You'll see at the bottom there's a little code there, TVV20, that will get you 20% off full price items and it also get you 20% extra off sale items. And I think there's an, two hours left on the big sale that they've got going on at the moment. They've got a flash sale. So, yeah, there's already like half off most or a lot of items on the website. So you'll get an extra 20% off if you use our code as well. So treat yourself to some Luke Roper goodies. Might be hopping on again in the next few days, depending on what happens. It could be a quick appointment. You never know. But yeah, keep an eye on our socials and we'll keep you updated with what you're doing. Have a good rest of the Sunday night, the two hours that are left and up the villa. Sports 
Sports Social Podcast Network.